Hi, and welcome back to our podcast, School Buzz. Today we're going to be talking about community schools, and my guest is Sam Hume. He's the Executive Director, Student and Family Services. So Sam, give us a little background on you. Thank you, Rebecca. I am so excited to be here. I have been in education for over 27 years, in the district for 20 years, in a different capacity. I was um, a math and science teacher at a middle school. I was a, an assistant principal, a coordinator of special ed, uh, principal, director of um, assessment and ed tech. Now a new uh, responsibility as the executive uh, director of students and family uh, services, um, supporting community school, and I'm really excited to be here. And this is a new division for us. It's a new thing that we've taken off. One of the reasons we have this new division is that we applied for the community schools grant, and our district is going to re receive over 30 million dollars over the next five years. What's the vision for community schools? Well, I, I'm really excited, especially when you look at the community and uh, what we have in terms of students that need um, resources. And this um, grant funds will allow our school um, across our district to provide um, integrated support um, to our students so that they have access to um, medical, um, social, uh, social, emotional. Um, we're not just focusing on academic anymore. For a community school, it is the whole child approach where we want to make sure that every student in our district has access to resources, support, and opportunity. So our goal is um, our students having to, they don't have to leave um, our district to go get services. So, so that's where I'm excited that we already have resources already available. For example, Hazel Health, we have our counselors, we hopefully hire uh, social workers to support our student across the district. So this fund really allow us to reimagine what school may look like for our, for our students. And school really has changed in the last, I'd say five years, a great deal because now we know the school day, you know, we have the instructional part of school day, right. and then we have the extended part of school day, which means that our school day is like nine hours right, now. Right. And so we, we, not only the academic part that we've always had to provide for kids, right. but we've added on the social emotional part by having the counselors and, and being in tune with what our kids, you know, right. through capturing kids' hearts, you right. know, building those relationships, and now having that extended care for them or extended learning. Uh, what will, how will we meet the physical needs of our students by, through using community schools? Right, right. So one of the piece that um, what we have noticed, like you said, um, the needs of our students and our community looks different you know, um, now because of everything else that, that's happening. And, and what we want to do is we want to provide, here's a good example, a, um, a, a immunization clinics mm -hmm. where families can get what they need so that, that their students can be enrolled in school, right? So we also have LVN that work a different hour to support our EL programs. So that, like you said, is from nine to six. So now it's not just during school hours, but we also beyond school hours. Mm -hmm. We have um, our health clerks. We have our nurses that are providing ongoing support. So the goal is that, you know, our students should be getting services. Our family should be getting services beyond the school hours. And, and, and this particular piece, the community school, will allow us to do that. And I'm really excited um, with this opportunity to truly support our families um, with what they need. 
Right, because I, I know that immunizations, they're not, you can't opt out of them anymore. You're, they're right. required. And there are some kids that we don't allow to come to school because their shots are not up to date. If we had our own immunization clinic, we'd get that kid set up right away, taken care of, and then back to class. So I think that would be right. an incredibly valuable right. thing. And, and I think the struggle is that even if a, par- a, a family get an appointment and sometimes it's two or three weeks or months later before they can get um, you know, to get to see a doctor. So this will allow us to be very targeted and provide that immediate support and they don't have to wait for so long to get the services. So that's a piece where I'm excited to be able to work with different organizations to bring that services to our community. And we know when I was looking at in terms of um, People uh, in poverty in Lancaster alone, we're around 20%, higher than Palmdale, higher than um, LA County, and California. So we know the need is there. So now with this particular fund, we can we can, can really use the resources in a way to support um, our families. And I know that you've already been working with Alicia Casey, and she's created that partnership with um, CASA. So we have events like once a, once a month where kids can get eyeglasses they can get dental care they can they can get their shots they can get food these great partnerships that just extend these services for our family so that's already been a great partnership but right. we just we're going to extend that right 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 i'm really excited i i i have to give kudos to our many departments alisa casey is one um rose Warris, our mm-hmm. um, elop we are working together as as department, as a district, to really ensure that our families are getting what um, what they need, and I also want to recognize um, Casa for um, their partnership with us. And last um, last month, we did in a family event, and we had amazing turnout. We we gave away backpacks, diaper, clothes, food. Um, so we want to continue to strengthen our partnerships with other organizations. Yeah, and that's the physical needs. So we got the eyeglasses, we got the dental care, those kind of things. But we know our kids also have social, emotional needs that um, we might need to give them some more support. Right. So can you tell me about that, how we'll meet those social, emotional needs, and what measurement will we use to know that we've been doing that? Right, right. So right now we have counselors across our district. Again, kudos to you know our, uh, our districts for recognizing the need of our, our students and we'll also through the community school grant, um, we're hiring, well, hoping to hire social <laughs> workers um, for our schools. And, and so you have two folks, two different folks that really going to provide that support. We're also um, contracted with uh, Sewn to Grow. This is a weekly uh, uh, social emotional check-ins where um, allowing our students to have the voice to check in to let us know what's going on. And our goal is that we can use the platform and the system to provide that targeted support. And the data, we're going to be able to look at our attendant mm-hmm. because when students are engaged, when they feel connected and they feel that um, they are being heard, they're going to more likely to come to school, right? We're going to see um, high academic achievement. We're going to see low chronic absences in rate. And we're going to see um, strong uh, engagement. Um, we can look at our truth data, and Sontopro also has reports that allow us to see um, how the student perform um, over year, right? So we can definitely use different uh, metrics to support us in terms of how is this system going to uh, ensure that we are addressing the whole child and not just the academic piece. We need to do the academic piece and the SEL components. Because that, that's what makes happy kids, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so, 
Is there, it sounds like a lot, you know, we have the department at the school district and the welcome centers at the school district. Right. And lots of this is from the, you know, kind of top down. What is the role of the school staff, school staff in community schools? In order for this program to be successful, everyone has to take part in this. From our administrator, district, classroom teacher, our classified folks, because you know all of us will have connections with families. And our goal is that, you know, when we're having conversation with families or with students and we recognize that, hey, the student is, is needing a certain resource, then we can say, by the way, we have a department that helps that, right? Because I think sometimes what happens is that we have resources, but we don't, we have not done a good job sharing that information. So our goal is that everyone, regardless where classified or certificated, they have to understand what our district has and what kind of resources and be able to be the champion of this particular program. And what I had done for the last couple of weeks is that I had asked different department to allow me to come in and share a little bit about community school. Because the goal is it can't be just me or you or the administrator. It has to be everyone that, um, whether it's a direct support or indirect support, um, they need to be able to know enough about community school and, and the type of resources that are available so that our families are not having to go from department to department to get the resources they need. So would community schools look different at, let's say, Miller than it would at Joshua? Would those two programs be a little bit different? Yes, and one of the component of the, the community school framework, we're talking about collaborative uh, leadership and practice and, and really active parent and community engagement and we have to make sure that we do a thorough um, need assessment and asset assessment based on the need of their community. So Miller is going to look completely different, whereas Joshua may look completely different. And, and that what is so unique about this particular grant is that the school has the ability to make it theirs. And that's why each school is going to become a community learning hub, right? It's going to look different. And that's what makes me so excited. It's not going to be one size fits all. Um, every school is going to look a little bit different. So it sounds like not only are the kids going to get services, but families are going to have more chance to be partners in this relationship that we have. Is right. that and true? That, and that is a really critical component. In order for the program to be successful, it has to be truly a, a partnership between the community, the families, and the school, right? It can't be, oh, the site administrator or a group of administrators or school staff make the decision. It has to be a collaborative effort. And that's a piece that I, I feel... Um, that is the shift that we are um, asking our family to be a, a true partner in this decision making across our district. Obviously, you would have to work with other departments in the school district. Who else are you collaborating with and what services do you think that we'll be providing for our students? Right. So, so I know we work closely with our expanded learning opportunity department, um, our welcome and wellness um, center. Um, our equity department, but I also work with other um, departments that, that because my goal is I need to understand where in, in terms of their program and how can community, community school support that, right? Because remember, um, we're not just addressing academics, we're addressing the whole child. Mm -hmm. So I need to understand um, what other departments are doing. We're working closely with um, you know, ECE, making sure that um, we're providing that support and working with um, SPED department um, again, to address the need of the whole child. And, and our goal is to um, align, our department is to align all the resources so that our families are not having to jump from, you know, so many hopes. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes there's so many red types 
for the family to truly access. We say, yes, we have a lot of resources, but by the time they come to us and get what they needed, they're so frustrated because they, they've been, um, they've been told to go to different departments, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, hey, there's one department and let um, the students and family services department help navigate the system, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where I, I, I feel like this department will help tremendously in terms of um, streamlining the process to support our families. Sounds like a great opportunity to help our kids and our families feel more connected and more engaged in our schools. Uh, you know, we got one of the largest grants in California. Right, I so, know. Um, really excited about the work that we'll be doing over the next five years. Right. And um, thank you for coming in and talking to well, me. Well, I'm excited and, and thank you. And I hope to come back later on as we are, you know, this is a, a, a learning year for us. The learning um, curve is steep, but I'm, I'm excited to be able to work with amazing department, amazing folks. Um, who wants the same thing at the end of the day is that we want to make sure that all of our students, regardless of their, their background or zip code or ethnicity, that they will have um, access to um, support and resource and opportunities so that they can achieve their full potential. So whatever it is, um, I, I want to make sure that um, all of our students have that opportunity. And so do I. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sam, have a great day. Thank you for coming All right, in. thank you so much.